Hey, 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 it is your girl, Samantha P. Laguerre, the host of the Being One podcast. So normally this is not normal, <laughs> right? Um, Because I post on Wednesdays, Thursdays for my weekly um, messages, you know. But um, as you all know, or you should know, I have a bi-weekly, like a first and third Saturday type of show called Reflections, a conversation with friends. And so we are in season two. So what I decided to do was actually upload the audio from the conversation because I do go live with some friends and we talk about various topics. So I am going to post the audio for you all just in case you couldn't get on Facebook or YouTube to watch it. Or, you know, it'll be more convenient for you to just hear the audio than to actually, you know, be on the YouTube or be on Facebook watching the show. So I hope you all enjoy um, the episode, um, the conversation. I would love to hear your opinion. I would love to hear your feedback um, on the conversation. And thank you so much again. Friends, we are back. It is season two of Reflections, a conversation with friends. How are you all doing? Go ahead and drop in the comments. Where are you from? Where are you listening from? Let us know that you are watching and welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, We're so glad to have you. So as you can tell right here, we are talking about modesty tonight, all right? Let's talk modesty now. Sorry. Um, this episode, this conversation is an hour long, so go ahead and share it now. Go ahead and tag your friend. Tell them to let come on in and join the conversation so we can really talk about modesty. So I have some new friends this season, y'all, all right? Um, some you've seen before, um, but there's one that's brand new. Um, so we are going to um, go ahead and add them into the conversation. We're going to get this conversation started off, all right? Let's see. <clears throat> Lafayette. Hey y'all. <laughs> hey, welcome Glad back. Glad to be here. Another yes, season. Season two. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> so excited. <laughs> All right. Hey, Monica. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited for season two. <laughs> yes, we are excited. I'm so glad to have you. <laughs> All right, and then lastly. Hey, Valar. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing? Welcome. Good, good. Yes, how are you? Yes, um, so we're excited. Oh, Y'all say, sorry. how are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good as well. All right, so I'm definitely excited to have you guys on season two of Collections. And we're starting off um, this season talking about modesty. But before... I don't know what happened to Lafayette, but he'll probably come back. But um, before we even get into the conversation, um, I want you guys to kind of give a little, a little gist about who you are, a little summary right quick. Um, I'll start. Uh, my name is Monica. I am a second grade teacher, a faith influencer. Um, feel free to add my Instagram. My handle is there. Um, I also just really enjoy um, talking about Christ, talking about my experiences, some of the things that I've gone through and how I have transitioned into the woman that I am today. Um, and I just love and enjoy kids and helping people. So that's just a little bit about me. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Villar. Hello. My name is Villard. 
Ain't nothing too spectacular about me. I'm a manager at FedEx Ground, and um, I just work, come home. I'm married, and um, I like playing video games and reading my Bible and praying. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right, Lafayette. Hey, guys. Um, I'm Lafayette. I am the funny one. I am the realist. <laughs> um, I am the one that likes to stir the pot. Um <laughs> I am currently a graduate student at the University of Florida studying um, yes. interior design. Uh, that's always fun. And I'm just glad to be here. Yep, I enjoy learning. Um, there's never too much to learn. So I'm always happy to participate in these conversations and get some fresh perspectives that are different from mine. Agreed. Yes, thank you guys. Um, and y'all, it's Samantha. Y'all know, y'all know me, okay? <laughs> yeah, we go way, um, but let's way get back. into it. Right, yes, me and Valar, listen, I knew Valar for both of y'all, y'all. We listen, Valar knows. No, just yeah. high school, like, yes, we literally grew up in the church together, like, listen, came up together. And I'm so glad to see yeah. where he's at um, right now. All right, so we have an hour to talk about this conversation, talking about modesty. And um, from the previous season uh, or the last season, y'all know I'm big on definition and I want to know where, where everybody's head is at before we dive into the conversation. Um, so I want to just get a definition, like a, a broad definition, like a, a quick summarized definition from you all about modesty. Like what does that mean to you or what is modesty? You can go first, Lafayette. Uh, modesty to me is intentionally making sure that everything is not about you and that attention, mm -hmm. making sure that attention is not drawn to you um, for far beyond clothes um, in all aspects. Yeah. Okay. All right, I just, I think that modesty is being selfless, um, humble, not necessarily trying to be forefront all the time. Um, understanding who you are internally versus trying to show who you are in the extreme of trying to show that externally. So just being modest and humble. Oh, humble. Can't use the definition. <laughs> cool. Um, I don't know what kind of definition you want, whether it be towards behavior or in what you wear. Um, but to me, those are some new definitions that I never heard of. So that was actually pretty cool. But um, yeah. to me, when I think of the word modesty, um, I think of the word, well, I think of like um, dressing appropriately, you know what I'm saying? Um, and of course it starts from the inside out. So of course it's an inward thing that actually transcends to the outward. So that's what I would say modesty is. That's um, what you mentioned, Villar, saying likewise. I posted on um, Instagram and I was just asking people's definition and they were saying things like humble. And I was like, wow, y'all are adding to the definition because um, we, we generally talk about it in the sense of like how we dress. Right. Um, so even hearing about like the humbleness and the selfless and, and things like that is like, okay, y'all are adding to it. Um, that I didn't, you know, wouldn't necessarily had defined uh, modest. But um, I feel like there's there's levels to it. Like y'all gotta, if you right. asked me what was modest like five years ago, I would have had a different definition. Um, but I guess like with modest, I guess just things being done like moderation as well. Um, where it's like you're not doing too much, but you're not doing like the bare minimum as well. Like just like that that minimal like in between um, when it comes to like modesty and then like just the way it's dressed. Usually we tend to hear like modesty that term used like more 
um, in like the Christian aspect or like church and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, <clears throat> after, you know, you guys kind of spit out your definitions and usually the way we define things is based off like our experiences. So um, the question that I have is, what was your experience or real church? What was modesty like? Like what was your exposure to modesty? Go ahead, Monica. Um, my exposure started in the church. Um, every time they talked about modesty, like you guys just mentioned, it was always about your clothes or what you wear. And you have to wear, um, if you're going to wear a skirt, make sure it's long enough or make sure your cleavage isn't showing. Um, so that's kind of how it was presented to me. So I kind of always grew up thinking like that. Um, but then I started realizing that modesty is more so of a behavior. It's more so how you view yourself um, and how you respond, like um, Villard was just kind of mentioning um, and how it kind of transcends from the inner to the outward appearance. Um, and then mm-hmm. I just kind of got the humble aspect because the definition of humble means having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. And I think that kind mm-hmm. of goes hand in hand with what modesty is. You have to understand who you are, but also realizing that you're not better than or you're not greater than, um, you know, and ultimately you're reverencing God <laughs> in the midst of that. So I think my mm-hmm. explanation just now kind of gave the basic <laughs> definition of modesty and how it kind of transformed for me as I got older. Mm-hmm. That's good. Not yet. Um, I didn't really have too many experiences with it in church. I think it's a little different for men. It seems mm-hmm. my, from my experience, it's always the women getting hit with the modesty thing. Um, so, um, I, I think I remember one thing in particular. I'll never forget. Um, there was a altar call service at the end of service, and um, there was a lady who came up. And she had on a really short dress and she had, she had, uh, like slain under the spirit and she went out. And I always remember like, dang, like I, I never want to be that person. Like I go out or, you know, I'm in the spirit and my clothes come loose or, you know, I'm just out of place. So that kind of made right. me at least start thinking about it. Like that stuck with me. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I- um, my first encounter with modesty was actually an argument. Um, on social media, because um, I used to be a apostolic Pentecostal, um, a oneness Pentecostal, where they believe in the whole. Um, they believe in a lot of crazy stuff, and um, but they believe in a whole uh, like you got to wear a dually on your head, or I call it a rug. Um, you got to wear like a long skirt. You got to go to church, like covered up, like you can't even show no skin. You know what I'm saying? I did not know that side of the doctrine on that side, but. I guess, you know, there was a lot of, you know, different people saying stuff like, you know, should a Christian wear a bathing suit or it's not right to wear a bathing suit outside and things of that sort and this and that. So that was kind of my first introduction to modesty. And like, you know, Lafayette said, um, the women do get hit the most, but I do see some preachers dragging them in about, you know, the tight clothing and everything. So that that's was my first um, introduction to that and everything. So. Okay, okay. Um, okay, I, I feel like growing up, um, I feel like my parents always, I don't know, like instilled modesty, whereas like to be modest, but also like I'm like petite, so I feel like I got a lot, I got a lot of like got away with a lot of things. Um, and so like when I would hear about modesty, especially in the church, it was always like to like the you know the thicker girls like oh y'all can't be wearing masks too tight whatever the case is and I was like well that's not my story so you know I got away with a lot of things but there was one time I was at church y'all 
And um, I, it was we, we went to St. Church Boulevard, but I was seated. I was seated in like the front or whatever. I think we were like I don't know. We they had us on the um like the pulpit, and literally like I'm thinking I'm all good, whatever. And I got a tap, and it told me to go sit in the back, and I was like, what? Who said so, that? <laughs> one of the ushers told me to go sit in the back, so I was like, I. Like, I was like, okay. And then so I went in the back and I low-key felt the type of way and I was just didn't understand why. Um, and then later on it was told to me that, oh, that my dress was too short. And I'm like, what? And mind you, I'm like, everybody's seen this when I came in, nobody said anything. But anyway, so that when I was that's when I was just like, okay, then I watched what I was wearing or whatever, because nobody told me that, so I didn't know. Um, but yeah, so I still got away with a lot of things back in the day because I was just like, I'm slim, whatever, nobody's checking for me. Um, but recently, um, talking about modesty and like my recent, like, you know, though age never, um, it was like this random man, we were, I forgot, I think I was at Tropical Smoothie and, um, this man kept looking at me and I was like, oh my gosh, here goes the creep, like why he's staring at me. And I was like, I'm going to get myself so I can go out, get out of here. So he pulled me out of the door. I was like, oh gosh, I wish I had paper, paper spray, like what's going on? And he literally was just like, um, he was like, no, I want to commend you. Um, I could tell by the way you dress that you're like, you know, modest and you're serious. And I was just like, what? And he was just like, you know, we, you, I don't really see young women like that. I'm just trying to commend you. And that stuck with me. That was like, I think that was last year. And that really stuck with me. And I was like, wow, people really like, there's a difference. Like when you do like dress modest or when you when you show yourself in a, in a certain way, like, or hold yourself in a certain way, people notice, like people notice. So that was like my, my experience with modesty. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but it's, I, I guess that I can go into say, because Lafayette brought up that um, it wasn't really for men or whatever. It wasn't really a thing. Like, it, it was always towards the women. So um, would y'all agree or disagree that there's a double standard when it comes to modesty? I think it depends on who your leader is. Because um, mm -hmm. some leaders will check men. I've seen that too, where it's like, hey, you know, Ain't nothing wrong with the skinny jeans, but you know, some make sure things are covered properly, and you know, like mm -hmm. so. I I have seen that, but not nearly as much. And even still, it's done a little differently. I feel like toward women, it I've I've witnessed it as a very angry conversation, like a throwing off kind of conversation. Like you look like this, or you look like that. It's like okay. So I would say that women do get it a lot a lot harder than we do. Um, but that does not take away the fact that the conversation still needs to be had for men. Um, because I've seen stuff too. It's just like, hey, like, dude, I know you saw that before you left the house. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's a double standard as well. Um, and you know, it's the excuse of women have more to show off, so they need more guidelines and restrictions. You can even look at schools. If you look at the dress code in schools alone, you can kind of see the list of what women can't wear versus the list of what men can't wear. And it's like mm -hmm. a huge discrepancy. So I just think that kind of contributes to it as well. So that's just kind of my take on that. What do y'all mean by double standard? Like, uh, do, do they focus more, like, do they focus more on women with it and not pay attention to it with men? Or like, you know, do you feel oh, like yeah, one is judged more harsh? Yeah. <laughs> most definitely. Like they, they really pay attention because it's, 
they pay attention to the woman with everything, with marriage, um, the way like there is so much <laughs> about how to be a wife and how to, you know, be a better wife and all this other stuff. And there's not a lot of resources for men. You know what I'm saying? It's, mm -hmm. it's a lot for women, you know, for everything. Um, so I do believe that, you know, there is a lot of hypocrisy because a lot of and, and of course, women have more to show, you know, when it comes to like shape um, and so many different other things. But I feel as if like and, and then yet again, but what can we say about men, too, in regards to that? Because we don't really have much to show. But I do believe that um, there is there is something wrong where we are paying a lot of attention to women and um, we're not really going off after the men who do wear um, the suffocating jeans on and the suffocating suit and the extra small, you know, when you're actually like 300 pounds, but you're wearing like an extra tight suit. And I like my slim fit suits, so, you know. But then, <laughs> yet again, but then yet again, it's like this. Even if the man is like wearing an extra tight suit, you know, how is that trying to make somebody else stumble? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what can we find about a man that you know does that you know so i feel like we should cut down on you know in in terms of like for instance there's some churches where a woman can't wear nails she can't have no weave you know what I'm saying she's not allowed to shave she's not allowed to do this she's not allowed to do that you can't wear a dress you know over your you know above your knees so there's so much but it's like you know what's wrong with nails what's wrong with weed what's wrong with wigs what's wrong with all of that you know where did we get this from and there and there has been a root um in, in accordance to a doctrine that actually made this that goes all the way back to deuteronomy that says um you know a woman uh she can't wear any like i, I guess a woman's not allowed to wear pants or anything like Men's that clothing yeah yeah, I never see my mom wear pants, but she don't really parade that doctrine. But it, it's 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 a culture thing. It, it's a lot that goes into that. But I'm not gonna say too much for right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. You made a good point. Um. Talking about like doctrines and stuff because the church I grew up at, um, women couldn't wear pants. Um. So I guess that was my first first um actually exposure to like modesty because we women couldn't wear pants, couldn't wear jewelry, earrings. So um, I didn't get my ears pierced till I was 14. Um, but yeah, like that was so dead. Like if my mom was trying to keep me there, like they they would literally shun her for like piercing my ears. Imagine her ears was pierced, but she wasn't um she wasn't at that church growing up. But for me to be growing up there, like that was all dead jewelry. I remember having like a little um bracelet with my name on it. It was like a gold plated bracelet. And I think I got to a certain age and they literally looked at her like, no, like she's not baby anymore, like you need to take that off. Um, and so it was just like not really understanding because my mom, she still chose like, she's like, okay, I'm not going to dress y'all in jeans or pants to go to church, but like outside of like church, y'all gonna still dress in jeans or pants. So I didn't get that hard strip like, okay, you can't dress this and this unless it was at church, you know? Um, but yeah, I never, why? Why is it, um, I guess you mentioned that we have, women have more to show, but even with like Monica's definition, Lafayette's definition, talking about modesty, how modesty is like you know being humble and you know being selfish and things like that i don't think they really talk about that in the church like that's why when you guys even brought forth that definition it was like whoa i never heard it that way because it's always been about clothing and that's why the woman was always talked to about modesty but never about the men and then you know those women who are so independent or feel like you know we're at the same level as men it's just like well why do men never get talked to 
um and stuff like that when it regards to um double fear but y'all in the y'all watching like let us know um how you feel about it erica says i agree on the double standard so let us know if you agree or disagree is that even a conversation because some people feel as though like women just need to take um responsibility for the fact that we were built the way we were built and we just got to be careful what we wear or you know um be restricted or a poncho or something like that like if i but listen, I seen this thing on, on Facebook and it showed a woman, you know, she had a, you know, a shape and everything like that. And they were like, um, is this appropriate for school? And I'm sitting here like, listen, she probably work out. Bless you, sir. Um, <laughs> she probably work out. She probably um, she was probably born with the shape because, you know, sometimes it's genetic. So it's like, you know, anything you wear, it's going to show. So it's like, what can you do? You're not going to wear a rain jacket or a poncho or whatever like that. There's nothing really you can do about it. So I believe people need to stop sexualizing that because it should not be sexualized. Because at the end of the day, that's the body. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing they can do about it. They, they should not be going to H&M and Target and Marshalls and like, okay, well, I don't want to make nobody to stumble. I know I got a good shape. So I'm just going to get a whole bunch of, you know, um, dresses that are like extra large and this and that like no like but if and that's think about how that think about how that affects how our women our young women look at their body and how that affects their self-image and their self-esteem yeah um exactly. and then for me modesty is has never been about clothing i, I didn't grow up pentecostal i grew up a methodist so you know it's not of course you do dress appropriately, but it's not like so harsh as the apostolic or Pentecostal upbringings. Um, but I've met people who wear suits, but they're prideful, they're mean, they are not approachable, mm -hmm. but you're modest, you, you know, nothing's showing. So it's like, right. you might as well have came in with a mini skirt cause you're mean as a snake. Like <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> So I, I think, think it can easily oh go ahead take a look on it no keep I was just, yeah go ahead sorry no you can, <laughs> um but I was just saying it easily turns into like a control thing too like y'all were just saying like women we get the brunt of it and I feel like that's to control us and kind of like keep us into like this stigma of what we're supposed to look like what we're supposed to be and I think this new age of women we're kind of transforming not saying that we're no longer modest but I think that we're kind of transforming the way of our way of thinking um because we are the generation of why everything is why can't we do this why can't we do that we need more understanding we need more clarification um so i feel like that alone gets us to really question the fact well why do they have to wear skirts why do they have like did god really care about a skirt that much to where you would be shunned from the church if you decide to wear pants like i don't believe that's the case i think he really just wanted it to be more so of an aspect of less of you and more of me how am i getting the glory out of it all so i think that that's how the church should kind of approach it versus you can't wear this you can't wear that you can't wear this because again it does go to that control aspect um even from the from when i was a child we could not wear red nails or any red lipstick even the women wouldn't wear red lipstick because it was just not and it wasn't modest it wasn't what god wanted it was bringing too much attention to you um so i just think that that doesn't necessarily make sense and i think the conversation should now stem away from what you shouldn't be wearing to let's talk about self-worth let's talk about who you are let's talk about what are your mm -hmm. attributes what, who did God create you to be? How did you become who you are? And I think from there, you will start thinking and being more self 
self-conscious about, well, how am I presenting myself? Am I presenting myself in the regard of who I am and who I know that I am um, versus just because they told me I can't wear pants, I'm not going to wear pants. I don't think that's helping anything and I don't think that's beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would say just point. another um, thing. One thing that I use, um, I used to lead worship back in Tampa and I have to stand before people, right? And anytime before I left the house, I looked in the mirror and I said, you know, you check everything. And if you got the question, even a little bit, is this too tight? Is this too revealing? Is this too, like, is this pattern too much? Take it off. If you even have the question, just take it off. If you use that rule of thumb, you will never have an issue. Even the slightest question, like just take it off, put on something else until you find something that is appropriate, you know? It's simple. And I think that's the whole discussion on modesty with clothing. And also, I think it's important to note, and uh, Valard said it, modesty is cultural. Modesty is based on mm -hmm. conviction. So what Samantha or Monica has on to an Islamic woman is very immodest. Y'all look like, mm -hmm. You look, you look like you look. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Me or Vallard may have on may be completely inappropriate to, to oh, someone was, else's culture. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm growing locks. Somebody would say I'm a Rastafarian. You know, somebody, you, everything is cultural. So I think it's very important that we note that modesty is all about conviction. If you don't feel bad mm -hmm. wearing your miniskirt, you wear it until the spirit convicts you, period. <laughs> That's but this is the thing about the locks part. I had to, I was a youth pastor at a church for like about two years at a Haitian church at that. Uh-oh, you um, weren't having no locks. <laughs> no, listen, I grew out my locks and I seen that there was a change in my leadership role. And, you know, my old pastor, he brought me into the office and he was telling me how um, I can't preach anymore because my hair and because, you know, the way the Haitian people will see me and everything like that. So, cause Haitian people, when they see dreadlocks, they think you a vagabond or they think you bad or they think you a stealer and everything. And, 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 and I hate the way that, 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 that is actually a thought because it's like, that's, you can't portray somebody like that just because they have dreadlocks does not mean that they're a bad person, that's stereotyping. But um, yeah, I was not allowed to preach at all or anything um because i had dreads and i had to make a soul decision i was like you know what am i really gonna let this stop me from you know doing what god called me to do so i just cut it you know what i'm saying i just cut it but i later soon left because you know that yeah, i would have been the complete you know, opposite exactly <laughs> but then yet again to piggyback what monica said um the thing is with women it all started back in the bible because honestly when we can really say this back in the bible they did not even have jeans on you know what i'm saying they didn't even have jeans. That, that's some, that's something that was made like in the 19 something i don't even i, I forgot but um but jeans were not even a thing back then you know what i'm saying they had to literally make clothes from like scratch you know um the first clothing was actually leaves because adam and eve was naked at the time you know, right. but back, but even all the way back in the Bible, um, I was studying the cult because, you know, studying the Bible Hebraically really helps a lot in understanding what the word of God is really saying. So when I began to study the word, I seen how um, it says that women were not even allowed to learn the Torah. They were not allowed to, you know, teach and they were not even allowed to have an education. They were only allowed to stay at home, be stay at home wise, cook, clean and all this other stuff. But they were not allowed to have an education. So from then on to and, and then you got to really think, even though that was allowed, does that make it right? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So from then on, that's how we have that little thing where, 
you know, we have to get on the woman about everything. Like we belittle women so much, but we have to understand that men were the only ones created in the dirt, but women were not creating in the dirt. They were created from a man's side, meaning that she's not supposed to be stepped on or trampled on, but she's just mm -hmm. as equal as the man. You know what I'm saying? So I believe that it's been, it's been a lot of stuff with the woman mm -hmm. and, um, you know, there needs to be a revival in it. Like there needs to be a discussion about it. So. Yeah. And I love how Lexus um, in the chat, she was just saying how God ate with prostitutes and other sinners and he didn't want to say anything about their clothing. And I think that's important to kind of keep in mind, especially from like a Christian perspective or just spiritual perspective in general, because God did not come from that approach of, oh, you have this on. So you are not worthy or you are not valuable. Um, he, he knew that everybody had some type of work and he knew that he wanted to reach the people that other people would not go to because of how they appear to be. Um, so I think that's important as well from the church, even if somebody is is not dressing modest, that's when you lean in a little bit closer, not push them away. Um, that just means that they need you a little bit more. They need that grace a little bit more. They need that conversation a little bit more. So I think that's kind of where we need to shift in the church and just in our perspectives in general. Um, we can't just continue to make assumptions and judge people based off of the way that they appear externally um, because there's some good traits probably internally that they haven't even rectified or realized on the inside of them. And that's why it's not appearing outside of them. So we can't just give up on people and just cast them away um because god would never do that jesus never did that um so we just got to keep that in mind right um you made a good point i had two points from what monica was saying earlier about you know things like you know shunning people away because they are wearing like yeah when i was growing up red um red nail polish realistic that was a no no like don't even think about it don't even look at the lipstick like none of that <laughs> Um, and so what happened is a lot of times, um, especially like with weave or perms and all this stuff, what happened a lot of the women or the young, like the young girls, young adults, like they like were being rebellious. Like they're just like, well, I guess I'm not going to go to church anymore. You know what I mean? They got curious because why can't we not wear this? And nobody can give a real answer as to why just it wasn't modest or, you know, it was of the devil. And so they became very rebellious, right? And so they felt like, well, if God doesn't like this, then I guess I'm rebelling against God, right? And it became, they didn't see it as it was a church versus them. They saw it as God versus them because the church was representing God. Um, so it became, people became very rebellious when, you know, all these things, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. And then the second one we were talking about, you know, focusing the conversation on our, our word. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, focusing the conversation um, on our worth, our self-worth, um, definitely helps because that definitely helps me um, because then it becomes more so of, okay, I understand who I am. I understand, you know, who my father is. I understand that I'm royal, right? And, and royal people, they, they dress a certain way or they hold themselves a certain way, right? So now it's more so it's something I'm willing to do because I understand who I am and what, who I'm, I'm, who I'm called to be more so than these are rules. You can't do this. You can't do that. I don't even know why, you know? So knowing the why for sure definitely helps. And a lot of people ask that because people say all the time that women to be modest and they like, why? Like, why can't I wear this? Why can't I wear that? You know what I mean? And how come this person is a Christian and they wear that, but this person over Christian over here and says, you that's sin. So like, what's, what's the truth? Right. And when it comes to that, it's like, so say for instance, like a Christian comes in, because we, we shouldn't hold unbelievers to that standard, you know, when it comes to yeah. dressing modern, because what's the point? You know what I'm saying? Like their hearts are not regenerate. That, that's like trying to cast out a demon out of a sinner. For them to go back to the same thing that they're about to go back to you know what i'm saying but 
when uh when a believer comes in right and comes into the church and everything like that she's wearing booty shorts and all this other stuff a crop top we know that's wrong you know what i'm saying we know that's wrong but who's to say that that's the only thing in her closet you know what i'm saying who's to say that's the only thing in her closet and then yet again you got to understand that with each level of maturity that you grow into everything else changes about your life in terms of behavior mindsets and even your closet because you also have to understand this too, that um, that the Holy Spirit doesn't just want our life and our lips and our hearts, but he also wants our closet. So I've seen a lot of people where, of course, you know, certain um, things that they wear change. And it's not so much where they're, they're wearing long skirts now. No, they're not doing that. There are some clothes that actually are revealing. You know what I'm saying? There are some clothes and clothes that are that are actually revealing and everything. But as you mature in Christ and as you mature and, and as you grow in sanctification, some of those things change. You know what I'm saying? You, you get a distaste for certain things. It's not because it's sin, but it's more so of, you know, I'm growing. And as you grow, you know, of course, you know, as you were a little child, you thought like a child. But now as you're growing yeah. up. You know what I'm saying? You put away childish things, but that's how it is. So it's a process mm -hmm. when things, you know, when people go through that stuff. So yeah. No, yeah, um, for sure, definitely. Um, and I guess talking about um, I'm not sure someone mentioned that in definition, but like even like the heart posture and Lafayette was saying how I mean you can be dressed, you are modest and stuff, but where's your heart? Like the heart is wicked. So like what does that even matter at the end of the day, what you have on externally, right? Um, and that, that's just that's just so true. Like you know, um, I feel like a lot of people, and I I, I kind of got like that a little bit, and I had to rebuke that um, and be like humble minded. But sometimes when um, people get to the stage where they feel like they're doing everything right, then they start thinking about it's the works. Like, oh, I'm trusting modest. I'm doing this. I'm doing that, and they start putting themselves higher than others or looking at themselves higher than others. Like, oh, she ain't dressing modest. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and so it, it starts becoming like a comparative thing, like. Oh, they said they're Christian. Mm, look what she got on. You know what I mean? And it's not even nothing about the heart because it's just like, well, you can't see the spirit in me. Like I always say all the time, I'm just like when people look down or they say things that is just out of whack. And I'm just like, but you are you're a woman of God. You don't you don't sense the spirit in me to like know, like, you know. Um, but definitely I think a heart posture, I think that's talked about a lot. Um, enough when it comes to modesty for sure, it's just like where's your heart? Because um, and especially conviction as well. Um, and I, I've had like these conversations with God, you know, God brought me through different seasons of my life where I, I had that rebellious, I was rebellious and I was like, I don't really care for nothing anymore, whatever. Um, and then God really humbled me. Like he stripped me away of things, um, from the way I started dressing. Um, I stopped wearing makeup for like a whole year, like all these things. And it wasn't nothing like, I didn't look at someone else who's wearing makeup like, Oh, you're wrong. You're sinning. I knew that it was my. I knew God told me to. You know what I mean? Like I knew that was my conviction in that season. Um, so I couldn't look to other people, and that's another conversation because sometimes people will take their own convictions and put it on someone else, and they call them sin or call that they're not living for God or living for Christ, um, right or whatever because of their own convictions. Like I couldn't look at somebody wearing makeup and say, "Oh, you're not living for Jesus, right? You're not hearing God. You're not hearing the Holy Spirit." That was my conviction. Um, and just like what you're saying with the whole sanctification and God just had to like strip me of that. Um, and, and he put me on a place where it was just like, I can be confident not having to wear these things, not having to have on makeup, not having to have on weeds and things like that. And I was just like, whoa. And God finally said, okay, you can go back to wearing it. I was just like, 
whoa, like that was a whole lesson. And I was just like, I honestly didn't even realize or think that I could be confident without these things. Like I was just like, I was really just talking and stuff like that. People's face with no makeup or whatever. And God had to show me that it was an inside thing and not an external thing. And so now when I can wear these things, now when I can enjoy these things, it's not more so for, oh, I'm finding my confidence in this. It's just it's just like a, a like a jewelry or something like that. It's just a compliment to the look. But but yeah, definitely um, convictions, that whole sanctification process, um, and just really allowing the Holy Spirit. Like you said, I was going to a closet. I think that's very important. People don't realize that. They don't They don't tie in God to that. They don't think God cares about that, and he does. He's personal. He's very personal. He cares about yeah. what he can Like, actually, he actually convicted my wife from eating Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Mm. And <laughs> Yeah, ice cream, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, God, what's wrong with ice cream? You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. that's the thing. As you grow in relationship, you'll find out that God is not just a God that just cares about ministry and, you know, hey, prophesy to this person, prophesy to that person. You'll begin to see that he is very personal. The Holy Spirit is very personal. Because like I said, he doesn't just want your closet. Uh, he doesn't just want your heart. He wants everything. You know, so if he wants everything, he wants your diet. He wants the clothes you wear. Um, and it may be different for everybody because he knows you. You know what I'm saying? Um, he wants everything, your academics, your education. So, you know, when she got convicted of that, it, it was based on relationship. I could eat it. He never told me that. So I'm going to keep it. You know what I'm saying? But it does come up to where, you know, it is sometimes, you know, it's like, okay, you know, God may convict you of that. But that doesn't mean that it's for me. And we get... Danger, we come in danger zones when we begin to teach based on our personal convictions or our personal history. You know, certain things yeah. are just you and God because God knows you. And oh, I don't even know why that is going on for 638. <laughs> even number, it's not a whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, so that's just the way it is. You know what I'm saying? So I do believe that every, like I said, God is very personal and, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he he cares about the little things. So. No, yeah, I I agree. I definitely agree. And I think I'm glad that we're taking modesty out of the context of clothes, because like you said, it's in every aspect. Modesty is a mindset. Mm -hmm. And I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of what I constantly go back to, um, because some people, well, I'll talk about myself because that's the only person that I can truly talk about. Um, But there was a time where God was also speaking to me and telling me to be more modest on my social media. Um, Some of the things that I was posting wasn't really a true representation of who I was. Um, So Mm -hmm. I was just kind of just posting things out, trying to appear to be this person that was, you know, got it all together, that's happy, that's full of life. When in reality, I had none of that going on in the inside. So God was like, I need you to stop that because what I'm trying to transition you to is a more transparent approach. And I can't do that until you begin to realize who you are. And that took a modest approach. I had to really have that mindset to step back and say, all right, it's not about the people I'm trying to please. It's about God I'm trying to please. He needs to get the glory out of this. So as he started showing me who I was and who I am, my whole social media is different now. Some people may say, well, she used to be this and she used to be that. And now she's this. But what they fail to realize is that there was a whole transition there. Um, beforehand, when I did not necessarily know who I was, I was presenting myself to be the 
true representation of who I felt like I was, um, you know, just out there exposed, you know, bathing suits on. And there's nothing wrong with having a bathing suit on social media, but that that was not who I really am. You understand what I'm saying? Like now, as I've really mm-hmm. um, found myself, I'm not even that type of person anymore to even want to reveal myself in that way because I don't feel like everybody needs to see that side. Um, so I just think that it's important that we keep that as a mindset. And when God does convict us in regard to sweets or in regard to the way that we're exposing ourselves externally in any form or fashion, we got to really analyze that and make sure, is that a true representation of who I am and who God has called me to be? Exactly. Yep. And I think that um, people are having that conversation, but at the same time, I don't like that conversation is being had for people to, to think about that, like, oh, okay, let me think about that when it comes to what I post, when it comes to how I'm dressing, when it comes to how I'm speaking. Um, and it was just like so crazy to me how I remember growing up and it was like the girls that I would look to that just seemed like they had it all right. Like they wear long skirts. I'm like, wow, they're just so pure and so holy. And like, they're the ones who end up like having a child out of wedlock and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, so that doesn't help. Yeah. So it's just like, what's the truth? (laughs) What's the truth going on? What's going on? So as a child, I was just yeah. confused. Cause I'm just like, well, they don't wear. I never seen them wear pants. Like they may they're wearing pants in like a thin. You know, they were. They never had their nails done or anything like that. But yet, here they go and they got put in there. So what's going on? And what um, they did was they conformed and complied mm-hmm. versus changed their internal. So therefore, exactly. no matter what they were showing externally, their internal wasn't, it wasn't replicated, it wasn't matching what they were ex- what right. they were exposing outwardly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exactly. that's the problem. That's the point right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so like, even for me right now, even like we were talking about, like someone coming in the church, they got some short shorts or whatever cases. I never, I now, like before, if I would have seen that, I would start judging. But now I want to tell even judge because that person's heart could be so pure. Like, and I've literally talked to people, I'm like, wow, like, like, I'm like, do you know what's inside of you? And mind you, like, they're probably like showing, like, so, you know, um, revealing or whatever, but that doesn't even phase me because it's like, what's in their heart for real? Like, what can I draw out of you for real? Who cares about what you got on? Like, that can change later. Like, talking about the sensitivity, talking about the heart process, that stuff can change. Um, and I don't think, I know a lot of times, I think even on Tyra's um, live, they were, t- were, they were talking about that. Um, but how, like, even, like, the, the people in the church, like, somebody will come in and they're already looking to see, like, and mm, shaking their head. It's like, weren't you in the spirit? Like, what are you doing? Like, why did that move you so much? I think, I think even back to when God created Adam and Eve, if clothes were so important to him, he would have brought them into this world in clothes. They were brought in naked, naked, bare. So that shows me right there that that was not his concern. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. he wasn't concerned with their Mm -hmm. obedience. He was concerned mm-hmm. with, are you? What are you going to do in the in this garden? What are you going to do with the resources that I have given you? He wasn't yeah. concerned about what they were wearing. He said, all I need you to do is not eat from that tree of knowledge. Can you? You can. You can yeah. thrive in here. And I think we begin to, uh, as humans, as flesh, we begin to start prioritizing what we need to focus on. So modesty. If you mm-hmm. if you're not modest and mm-hmm. you're not right, if you're not this and you're not right, then you can't do this and you're not mm-hmm. capable. And that's the issue. That's the problem. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm dress like this that could just be for my home training maybe i've never just been trained like that that doesn't mean that's a true representation of who i am so that's another thing we got to make sure that we're not god didn't care about that 
Man, yeah, I'm a big person for um, if you are going to address someone about their clothing or something that is physical, something that can be changed, be willing to help them to make the change. So yeah. I'm not going to say anything to you about what you have on if I don't have $100 to give you to say, hey, go to so-and-so and pick you up some clothes, yeah, you Berlin. know, because some people want to dress better, but they don't have the resources to do it, mm -hmm. like y'all were saying. So it's like, either you're going to be there to help or you need to keep your mouth shut. It's that simple for me. I don't have much mm -hmm. else to say. <laughs> but this is another thing, too, that Monica was saying. First of all, God ain't even intended us to wear clothes in the first place. The reason why we wear clothes is because we fell in sin. That's it. Clothes is basically a reminder of God covering up our nakedness in the garden. You know what I'm saying? The first thing that God did with Adam and Eve, when Adam and Eve sinned, was put them was was cover their bodies, was cover their nakedness. That's the first thing. Because if it wasn't for that, we would have all been naked. Yeah, and it would have been no 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 shame or nothing. You know what I'm saying? So he never even intended us to even have clothes on. You know, now it's like, you know, don't do it because, you know, yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was never even his intentions. The reason why we're wearing clothes now is because they fell in the sin. No, yeah, that's true. And I think, um, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, I think, I know what I've seen and I have uh, family, some family and close friends who came up uh, more Pentecostal apostolic doctrine and they didn't talk like they didn't talk about any accomplishments. It's just a very drab life. And it's like God didn't call us like modesty does not mean that you can't have mm. fun or that you can't do anything oh, like I know families yeah. that literally go to church all the time, never any family vacation, mm -hmm. no pictures mm -hmm. outside of church or anything, but y'all are modest. And it's like, you're literally letting your life pass away thinking you're mm -hmm. modest and you're literally just passing away. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, it's okay mm -hmm. to have nice things. It's okay to mm -hmm. wear nice things. If you want to buy your pair of red bottoms, you go do it if you got it like that, you know? And that doesn't mean that you're immodest, you know? It's all about Hey, do I have the right heart about what I'm doing? Period. Yes. It's, you know, that's all it is. And yeah. we keep reiterating that for sure. But, you know, it's just like, if, if your heart is pure, everything else does not matter. Now, of course, you don't come in in a two piece to preach the word of the Lord. But you know what? If you want to wear you a nice <laughs> pants set or a nice skirt or a church suit, you do that if your heart is pure. And I, I mm -hmm. just hate that people feel the need to have to make all these drastic changes to appear of being something and mm. nothing to do with the heart at all. It's just one quick thing. I think we got to ask ourselves, who are we trying to please? I think that's the simple question. If, are you trying to please God or are you trying to please people? And that's the, that's going to lead you to your answer. Yeah. Go ahead. The Bible says <laughs> with the Bible because yeah. I'm not just, I don't know. But the Bible says in First Peter chapter 3, verse 3, he says, Do not let your adornment be merrily outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden persons of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. So he said, don't let your adornment be merely outward. He was not saying just don't have no outward adornment because the word merely means only 
or simply or entirely or mm -hmm. just. So meaning that he says, don't let it just be outward. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's not saying you can't wear gold or put on fine apparel, all this other stuff. So he's saying, listen, you can do that, but don't let that be the only thing that, that is outward. But I want the gentle and the quiet spirit that is incorruptible yes. and very precious in the sight of God. So really modesty is this, a gentle and quiet spirit. And you guys, the definition, when you talked about, um, when you talk about being humble, having humility, all of that stuff is what is precious in the sight of God. So that's the main thing. But people, you know, they take all that. Well, you can't wear this. You can't wear that. But it said, don't let it only be that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But also you can have that, but also a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. I just love the way you broke that down. Um, I think mm -hmm. we need to like replay that back in churches um, because <laughs> you don't get that rendition. You don't get, you don't hear it like that. You the other side of that. Don't wear jewelry. Don't wear this. Don't wear that. But that's yeah. what God really meant. What is the heart showing? Like Sam was saying, what is your heart presenting? Um, is it a true, I keep going back to representation, but that's what it is. And when you were talking about what the definition of modesty was to me, the reason why I didn't talk about clothes or anything like that is because I know that's not what God really intended. That wasn't really his sole purpose of putting that into his word. He wanted it to be more so, I want that gentle heart. I want that gentle spirit. I want to be able to come in and work on you. I want to be able to teach you. I want to be able to mold you into who I called you to be. And the only way I'm going to be able to do that is through a modest approach. You have to be less mm -hmm. of you, less of me, and more of God. And I think that's where he was going with that. Great exactly. explanation. Because the thing yeah. is, it's like God says, be holy for I am holy. A lot of people, equate, you know, close to holiness. And holiness is really a hard thing. You know what I'm saying? God is not saying be holy wear this long dress for I am holy. I'm wearing a long dress. He's not saying that. You know what I'm saying? So, and we have to understand God is a spirit. So do we really think that God actually has physical clothes on if he's a spirit being? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people, like I said, they, they equate it to holiness. They equate it to righteousness. And I believe mm -hmm. that's worth because you can't work your way to heaven. You can't earn exactly. holiness. Holiness is something, literally, it's God's righteousness imputed in you. It's not your righteousness, because our righteousness is as a filthy rags. So we can't sit here and say that I'm more holier than you because my dress, you know, is like a wedding dress that trails on the floor. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I have my natural hair out, you know, not, I don't want to mm -hmm. not that. and my, my fingernails look like I've been biting on them. I don't have no nails or anything so I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it's just the truth because no, you know, people think that that's evil and devilish, but that's the evil. But yeah. No, but for real. That literally is so true. Um yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, when you were just saying like that, and then it all oh, like we're talking about Martin was just saying that how it's like a controlling thing. Because mm. they're not gonna they're not gonna say that, they're not gonna say merely or just the other yeah. like, oh no you can't wear it you can't what what and that's how they interpret the scripture and that's how they teach it to the to the flock right and so we're going out and now here are um you know some churches are saying okay you can't do this you can't do that you can't do that somebody's doing it saying whatever cases now this person who goes to this church looking at this person who may go to a church that is not like that and like they over there they teaching they they teach a false doctrine or you know or whatever mm -hmm. looking down on them why because of a shift in over here y'all said y'all can't wear red lipstick and we're wearing red lipstick so now we're the devil now we're devil worshippers you know it's crazy 
That's so crazy. And if, let's be real about it. We talk about the different um, religions, right? Let's talk mm-hmm. about it. God, you think God's going to say, oh, you know what? Monica was a Christian and she did not dress with skirts every time she went to church or just in general. So she's not going to make it to heaven. I don't care that she was advocating. I don't care that she was speaking the gospel. I don't care that she was praying every day to me. I don't care that we had a relationship. I'm just going to go ahead and cast her out because of what she was wearing. God would never do mm-hmm. that. He would never mm-hmm. do that. So that's just so interesting to me that the conversations even come, oh, well, y'all do that over there in y'all religion. And, and that's not of God. That's not of God. It's like, well, what your preference is. And I think it goes back to preference too like like that's yeah. just why the culture thing is a big thing you can't judge based on what somebody else is doing that's preference that's culture that's that's yeah. how we are raised that's, how, that's what we grow up in i grew up in a christian church so i don't know nothing else you know not saying that i haven't done my own research but in regard to me being submerged in something else i haven't so that's why i can't be like oh you're wrong and i don't expect somebody mm-hmm. to say that i'm wrong so yeah mm-hmm. yeah sure and i think that um I feel like churches, if if it's more so, uh, which I can understand, like if I come to your church or your churches and you guys stand on, you know, women shouldn't wear pants or whatever the case is. Okay, I'll comply. I'll come in my skirt, whatever the case is. But I think an issue when they say these things and they call it a sin, right? Why don't you tell your members or tell the flock, whatever? These are these are expectations because this is the culture of this house. You know what I mean? Because every house has a different culture, and that I can understand. And I feel like then when people there they can be like okay this is how it goes not that this is the way god wanted it to be not that this is the, the way biblically it's supposed to be but this is the way this church this is their culture you know what i mean i feel like that would be like okay that would give someone an opportunity to be like okay cool i'll comply when i come here whatever case but that doesn't mean that's how it's supposed to be so i'm not gonna look down on my sister over here because she's wearing pants and you know what i mean like i understand it's just a different cultures and um yeah but it's still the same kingdom it's just the different cultures of the church which, which makes sense, which is, I, I'm okay with that, whatever, like, but it's just like, when you sit there and call it a sin, that's when I have an issue with it, like, what? But there's actually churches that extend so far out to the point where they're, like, literally control your social life outside of church, saying you cannot wear this outside of church. Now, I understand, listen, there, every house has rules, and it's not that yeah. it's evil or it's unbiblical or anything like that, yeah. but God has placed, you know, pastors and apostles and prophets, mm-hmm. whoever, you know, uh, shepherds of church on yeah. authority. So whatever they do, God's going to back up as long as it's, you know, reasonable. So if God, yeah. so if they say, you know, the, these are the, you know, these are the rules of the house. Okay. That's fine. You know, y'all can mm-hmm. wear whatever you want outside, but this is just the rule of the house. That's fine. Yeah. But if they sit here saying, yo, you can't wear this outside. I don't want to see you at no beach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I find out you're excommunicated from the church, and that's where it gets mm-hmm. all witchy and, you know, cool. You know, mm-hmm. stay away from those churches like that, because you know, Sister Keisha sees you get your hair done. You know, what I'm saying that's a that's a done deal. They stepping, they putting you down. Mm-hmm. You got to sit in the back of the church now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so let's talk about that. Um, Christians are going to the beach because growing up, that was just such a weird like thing. And I, you know what, I just avoided. It. I was just like, you know what, you're just not gonna find me at the beach because this, this is just too much. Um, but because of the whole, well, what do you wear? Like, what? So, um, how do y'all feel about that? Talking about modesty. Um, so like these types of events, like, is there certain places or situations where some things can, can, um, slide because it's situational and it's because of this circumstance or this place or what? 
I think it all depends again on personal conviction because for me, when I go to a pool party to a beach, I'm probably going to keep my shirt on. That doesn't mean that Villar is going to keep his on or that he's wrong for doing so. So, you know, I may wear a Speedo, he may wear long, long pants to get in the pool, you know, who knows? <laughs> again, I think it all depends. <laughs> you know, I really do think it depends on that personal conviction. Like for me, I'm a little more traditional in my dress code because that's how I like to dress, not because that's how anybody told me to dress. So mm-hmm. style, preference, conviction, it, it all goes back to that to, for me. Mm-hmm. I'm with Tyra. In the chat. Tyra says, um, one thing about me, I'm going to wear my two-piece at the beach. We know that time. We know. <laughs> I mean, I used to fall into the one-piece. It's nothing wrong with a one-piece. They got some cute ones out there. But I used to fall into it like you have to wear a one-piece if you go to the beach. like, And it has to cover everything. And you have to have a cover-up. And you have to have... Listen, at that point, I'm hot. So I do not <laughs> abide by that all the time. But even when I do go out, like it's like I'm still going to kind of... You know, just because mm-hmm. it's like a personal thing now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I forgot the question. I'm so sorry. Y'all ask, ask, the, ask the question again. I forgot. <laughs> so the question was just basically um, when it comes to like, you know, going to the beach, going to the pool, is there a different standard um, or expectation for Christians who are mostly dressing modest? Like, is it situational? Is, can we slide at the beach? Like, what's, what's your take on that? Listen, if you're a female... Wear your little two-piece and your little one-piece. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nowhere, ain't no way you should be wearing a dress to, to the beat. A jeans skirt. <laughs> if you're a man, take your shirt off. That should not be sexual. Oh, God. Um, now, but there are some times where, shoot, I grew up knowing that, listen, you got to wear a suit to any interview you go to. Like, you got to dress nice. You know what I'm saying? You got to dress nice. If we were meeting up with the president, we ain't going to wear nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing for the house of God. Like, let's come presentable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we want to show that respect. Even some unbelievers, they, they, you know, they know yeah. what to wear because it's like, we're going to the house of God. Like, we shouldn't treat mm-hmm. this thing casually. Because if it was the president mm-hmm. of the United States or even Donald Trump, you know what I'm saying? We would dress up. You know what I'm saying? We put on right. like, the, best the best because that, that, that's like the highest authority in America right now. Yeah. And so it should be the same thing for God. Like, we should come... And, um, you know, you ain't got to wear, like, a suit and tie or a sequin suit or anything like that. But just, you know, come, Not you know. sequence. Yes. <laughs> no, but that's so funny because thinking about it, thinking about, like, the, especially, like, because y'all got Haitian or whatever. And I would literally, like, when you said about the suit, I literally think, like, like these Haitian men, they would literally come to every event, no matter oh, where they are. They have their suit on. They have their suit on. Everything with a suit. Night service, <laughs> they probably wear the suit, too. Everything. Right. Come to a picnic. Mm-hmm. Oh, Easter. Hey, Tamara says I believe some people try wife. to put their personal. Yes, try to put their personal convictions on others. I may be comfortable with the one piece. Another person may not. Exactly. That's right. Jasmine says honestly, go, just share with you, Ryan. Hey, Jazz. Y'all know what's so funny because um, I was. I think was it. I, I think I had that season, like that weird season, and I had wore like this long, um, like this long dress to the beach, y'all. And I was like, whatever, I don't care what nobody has to say, right? But when I tell you, I was so I really had to keep like tying it up, like all the way. And I was like, at this point, she was wearing a regular bathing suit. I'm over here no playing with people. <laughs> <laughs> so then, when you go to a youth group, 
you know, when you go into like a church event, the pastor's there, you're like, you yeah. know what, I ain't gonna let my pastor <laughs> all my goodies you know let me just wear you know like a but you know, but what's the difference listen, though what's the difference what's the because difference? why is the pastor looking at you in that way especially if he's you know what you're right you're right free ball I, I, was, <laughs> Whoa. No, I was thinking no listen i was thinking about that because i because usually it's like okay like okay well, if we're going to church then all right where you know wear a one piece and wear a cover up or whatever but then I thought about it. I'm like, but what if I went to the beach and I had a two-piece on and I saw you at the beach? What do I do then? Like, you know what I mean? So it's just like, oh, wait, is it because we of that water park? But what about when we went to that water park? Yeah. What is, Sister Bridget, she said, she said, you like, she said, you can't wear this, you can't wear that. I, I remember yeah. that. I, I, I yeah. forgot what she said we can't wear, but there was some restrictions when we went to that water mm -hmm. park. There was. Yeah, there was. <laughs> but there you know, y'all were were y'all children then? We were I mean, like we were teenagers. Yeah, so we were like children. I can understand that with children, but I don't think for adults there should be any crazy restrictions. Like kids are kids. Kids will, kids will be true, kids. Though. You know, kids get ideas. I, I at least I was that. You know, you, you you get ideas and stuff. You you know, like cover it up, cover everything up. Y'all are children. Like <laughs> we're the adults. We're gonna make sure that y'all are covered up. Period. You know, kid. I see kids very differently. Like kids, right. you just you listen to what is told of you. That's real old school. But you listen to what is told of you, and just know that people are doing that for your good. Like, right. put on a one piece. <laughs> yeah, Lexi says. I also think that location has a big part in which you're allowed to wear and do. For example, down in churches are more lenient because of how hot it is. Oh, yeah, there yeah, there's been some lenient um, churches. Are jobs and clubs being controlled if they send a dress code? I guess that's a question. They're, they're, they're trying to control the atmosphere of how people come in. So pretty much, but I, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Some places yeah. need guidelines. I mean, some people don't yeah. like you said, home training, you may not know. So you may have to say, okay, in this building, we don't wear tank tops or we don't wear this. So we don't wear that. But I mean, I can see it, yeah. but it's not like controlling yeah. them outside of work. So yeah, but then, but then right. again, when we go to church, it's like when they say you can't wear this, you can't wear that. We see that as bondage, but it's only bondage if they're like trying to control your personal life and saying that this is demonized. Mm -hmm. But of course, you know, at work, they have different, you know, uh, guidelines of what you could wear and everything because that's a workplace. But we don't see it as that the same way we see it in the church, though. So that's another just, thing. You know what I say about churches who do. Uh, wear their dollies and wear, you know, the long skirts, no cleavage, all of that good stuff. If that's your style and that's how you reverence God, I'm for it. And I will say that I have been to apostolic churches that wear the dollies and you can feel the reverence of God that for God that a lot of them have. And even though they may look funny, I can appreciate that they have some type of standard yeah. of how they come before God. Whereas right. I went to some other churches where we got on ripped jeans, nothing wrong with it. Ripped jeans, your hat, your cap, you know, everything hanging out. And I'm like, dang, I could have, I should have went to the beach today instead of church. I don't even feel like I've been to church today. Like, you know, so I just say, don't knock it. I don't always understand it. None of us always do, but I'm just all about don't knock it until you've been in it because somebody may have got delivered by that doctor, even though it sounds crazy that somebody may, that may have been their way out for them, even though it seems crazy to us. So I just try to be very mm -hmm. careful about being like, oh, that's crazy. That's all. Like, it just yeah. ain't for me. <laughs> yeah. 
no I agree and I feel like some people especially like new believers or, or I feel like they need that sometimes like they need like okay because sometimes you know like when people question like, okay well what can I can't do what can I can do because they're not there in their relationship with God yet to kind of discern the spirit um so sometimes like that leader that's just like all right this is this is this that's needed for them you know what i mean so i don't knock it like that, that that person may need that they need that extra accountability um so yeah so i mean that's what i'm saying like but let's but let them know like let the flock know let the church know okay this is just the expectation in this house and that's cool i remember um my old church um and in tampa like the pastor was just like look we don't really restrict y'all on you know what because we want y'all to just be able to come we don't want y'all have an excuse y'all can't come to church because y'all ain't have something to wear but at the same time, like, don't come in here looking fun- like, don't come in here funny looking or whatever, you know, thinking it's like, this is the beach. This ain't the beach. This is the house of God. You know what I mean? So, like, there's, you know, there's freedom in that sense, but at the same time, use your wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. Kat says, amen. I agree with law. Hey, Kat. Hey, Kat. Oh, um, so before we close, so Tanya was like, um, I feel like women, we are always taught to cover up so men won't look at us, but do we teach men not to look? Go ahead, Loft. You got that, man. Tyra already know how I feel about that. I think that <laughs> I think that there are many dysfunctions within the black church um, and how they enforce certain things but choose to ignore other things. Um, that's a systemic issue that I don't think we will ever have time to address. Um, but I know for me personally, I will never look at a woman any kind of way or like lustfully in any kind of way because of what she has on at church. Like we're not here for that. It's not, you know, it's not that kind of thing. So for me, I don't care what you come in. You came, get what you need and we're going to all mind our business and we're going to go home. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, that's all it should be. Like I'm really yeah. cut and dry to this stuff. Like as long as you, you know, if you come to now, I think it's different if, you come to church every Sunday and you want to run up to the front and jump around and all that and you ain't got no clothes on. But, you know, if this is your first time or you don't come often and that's what you have on, I'm not going to bother you. Nobody should bother you unless it's to pray with you or to, again, give you resources to help you. That's it. Like, that's not what church is about. That's not what Christ is about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that is the issue, Tyra, but. I don't even know where to start with that. Like, <laughs> honestly, some men, they'll, they some like, men are lustful. They just, just lustful and, and <laughs> pedophilish in general. So even if they cover up, they're still going to hop in your DMs because that's just the way they are. You know, they just need mm-hmm. to live. You know what I'm saying? But, um, but men are always lookers. They're always going to look, but it, but it's not the looking that's the problem, but it's just the lustful intent. That's the problem. It's entertaining the thoughts that are the problem as well. So, you know, it's, it's, I believe it's half and half, but a woman shouldn't have to change her whole dress code over one man that can't control his eyes. I do personally believe that. Um, okay. Hey, Vladimir. So Vladimir says, so he asked the question, are we talking about personal or and using the Bible perspective for personal? And then it's important to present both sides. Say what y'all think the Yahweh references to either support it or correct what y'all say. So I don't know if you just tuned in, but uh, we were. So once this live goes off, then you can rewatch it. And then if you have any questions, then just let us know and we'll address it on the next live. But um, we did, Vladimir. You probably missed it. Um. So yeah, so we went over a little hours and six minutes passed. 
Um, so these are hour long. So I hope that um, thank you guys for tuning in. So we're definitely going to pray out. And then um, after the prayer, be sure to stay tuned in. I have a video that I want to share with you all um, after. But if there's no other questions, we are going to end um, this live. So thank you guys so much. So we started off season two talking about modesty. Um, definitely appreciated y'all's perspective. Um, it can be a lot, like we can go different avenues when it comes to modesty, but I like the fact that I initially you guys brought the, the definitions that you did. We were able to cover that when it came to like humbleness, heart posture, and um, things of that nature. Um, so is there anything that y'all want to let anything y'all got on your heart right y'all need to say or y'all good? <clears throat> don't let I these people scare y'all into not living, you know, like don't, don't let people put you in fear manipulate and control you mm. you are an adult yeah. most people on here you have the right to discern you have the right to mm -hmm. ask god about it and that's mm -hmm. what you go by not ever by what yeah. someone just tells you yeah yeah <clears throat> and god wants your heart god wants your willingness god wants your obedience um so like lafayette said like listen to god listen to his what his will is follow that discernment um, you don't necessarily have to fall into the trap of what some people try to make you into. Um, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. And like I said, if you're going to the beach, well, you're too, Pete. do what you got to do. <laughs> and then if you're going to the beach, you ain't got to wear that old T-shirt or that whatever. You ain't got to wear no sweatpants, whatever like that. Go ahead and be free, man of God, you know. You know, I really, that's a question. I, that's a question I want to ask God for sure. I'm like, God, so let me know about this beach thing. Because the way everybody kept talking about it, like, we had to go in some pants and some um, shirt. I, that's why I was just like, well, that's why I just, my whole life, like, I just avoided going to the beach because I just didn't want to, like, go through that headache. I was like, okay, whatever. I just didn't go. That's why I don't like the beach now because I never cared for it. That's why you ain't getting the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was just complicated just the process of figuring out what to wear and stuff and whatnot the show i'm just like you know what and so whenever people like when they introduce me i just didn't care for it because like, it's too much like too much thought and i just didn't i don't want to be wrong in the wrong and i'm just like what? never mind <laughs> that's funny uh thank you guys so much thank you guys for tuning in um uh, so let's go ahead and pray out and then y'all stay tuned for um a short video all right um you want me to pray or somebody wants to pray I got it. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. okay. All right. Um, so thank you. Thank you guys so much for um, allowing us to just come back together again for another season of Reflections of Conversations with Friend, where we literally just have conversations um, with you at the center, God. Um, we just ask God that with this conversation, it was able to edify the body, God, that um, people that were listening, even ourselves, were able to gain another perspective, gain insight, gain wisdom about this topic of modesty, God. Um, and we just pray, Lord God, for those who were listening, God, that the seeds that needed to be planted, they were planted on good ground, um, and that it would just stir up um, conviction, it would stir up a conversation, even in them, that they will start consulting you about things when it concerns to modesty, humbleness, and their heart posture, God. We just thank you so much. And um, God, we just pray, Lord God, that at the, again, that you get the glory out of this conversation. We love you so much. And just in my prayer, amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Uh, Thank you again, and y'all stay tuned for the video.
y'all. So you guys, as you can tell, there are Kingdom Citizens tees available to be purchased. I will drop the link um, on this video so you guys can be sure to purchase a shirt and rock your Kingdom Citizens tee that I don't do church. I am the church, okay? Um, and just thank you again for joining on this live and tuning in for this conversation. And we'll see you guys again. So every first and third Saturday, you can catch us right here at 6 p.m. Thank you so much and love you so much. Go and be blessed.